This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 21st of September. In your Squiz today, the mystery of Gabby Petito's disappearance, Pfizer considered safe for children, dementia rates set to double, and checking in with Rhonda and Katut. This is your Squiz today. Starting in the US this morning, Claire, and authorities believe they found the body of missing social media influencer Gabby Petito. She went missing at the end of last month while on a cross-country van trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. They ran a social media account called Van Life. The circumstances surrounding her disappearance and the discovery of the as-yet-unconfirmed remains have been making headlines for a couple of days now. Take us through what's known so far. What's known so far is that when family and authorities put their heads together and tried to work out what happened to Petito, what they found is that mid last month, she was clearly having some issues with laundry. She was pulled over uh, by Utah police and she was found to be in quite a distressed state after having an argument with him. Uh, After that, she didn't get in contact with her family uh, from the end of the month. They're still trying to piece together what happened to her phone. But what happened was Laundry returned to Florida on the 1st of September. He refused to be uh, interviewed by police and then he went missing. Uh, so the discovery of remains in Wyoming is encouraging to authorities that they could be getting to the bottom of it, although very distressing for her family. Uh, a formal identification hasn't happened yet, but that's expected to happen today. The public response to the case has been enormous, especially on social media. Some of the stats are quite staggering. On TikTok, the Gabby Petito hashtag has been viewed more than 212 million times. There are plenty of theories being put out there. A lot of those theories really do seem to zero in on the idea that Laundry was abusing Petito. Uh, that certainly seems to be backed by some of that police evidence. Lots of questions about exactly what has happened to Laundry since then. He's believed to be in Florida uh, in a native park somewhere, so searches are out for him. Lots of questions remaining about where he is and just what has happened. Petito's family have thanked authorities for their tireless work to find On to the latest COVID news, Claire and Pfizer have announced that their vaccine is safe and highly effective in young children aged 5 to 11 years. It's big news for parents as concern turns towards how the Delta variant is spreading amongst children. Yeah, it was a missing part of the vaccine puzzle, uh, exactly how to get kids 5 to 11 vaccinated and safe from COVID. Uh, Of course, that's a question for many parents as this Delta virus continues to go around and while kids are largely a lot more safer than adults from the effects of COVID, uh, it's certainly something that parents don't want to see their kids getting if they can avoid it. So what Pfizer will do is apply for regulatory approval in the US. That's going to happen soon. There's no word though so far on what application might be made to Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration and what that timeline might look like. Lots of parents I'm sure keen to hear that timeline, especially when kids will start heading back to school. A quick look now at Russia's election results. A win for Putin, Claire, not much of a surprise there, but there has been a drop in support. 
Yeah, it looks like his United Russia party has won nearly 50% of the vote. Most of the votes have been counted in that election now, so that seems to be the result and it looks like they will have a majority. When you look at the results and Putin's falling popularity, what analysts say is that there have been falling living standards in Russia, also allegations of corruption and, of course, the jailing of critic Alexei Navalny Mm. has been something that has been widely flagged in Russia. So certainly he doesn't seem to be as popular as he was, but he clearly is very dominant still. The election was also marred by allegations of large-scale vote rigging, something that the Electoral Commission denies. The final results will be announced on Friday. Over to Rwanda for this story, and a man called Paul Rusasabagina has been sentenced to 25 years for terrorism. If you've seen the movie Hotel Rwanda, it's based on the story of Rusasa Begina. He's credited with saving the lives of over 1,200 people during the Rwandan genocide in 1994. He's now been found guilty of backing a rebel group behind deadly terrorist attacks in Rwanda back in 2018 and 2019. Yeah, and how this has all come about is very unusual. The claim is that the Rwandan government has somehow lured him from his home in the United States and then kidnapped him and arrested him last year on those terror charges. He has now been found guilty, as you say, and faces 25 years in prison. His family say that that's a life sentence for him because he's 67 years old. And of course, being in prison in Rwanda is a very brutal experience. American officials also say that they're very concerned and are worried about the process. His family have called the trial a sham back home now and a report from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare says that the rate of dementia in Australia is set to double by 2058. Dementia refers to a range of diseases like Alzheimer's or ones that cause damage to the temporal lobe of the brain. It's a disease that has no cure or treatment and one that comes with huge social and economic costs, Claire. 2058, of course, is a long time away and there's a lot of hope that there will be big new treatments and maybe even a cure found by then. But in the meantime, knowing what we know, uh, the Institute of Health and Welfare does project that doubling in the number of Aussies who will have dementia by the time we do get to that 2058 date. Uh, It is very costly to our economy, about $3 billion every year, uh, including almost $2 billion in aged care costs. And of course, there's a really big issue with Australians providing unpaid care for relatives at home, uh, usually at their own cost. And on top of that, of course, there's a huge emotional toll for people with dementia and their families. So bring on those treatments and cures. Yeah, absolutely. Dementia is the leading cause of death for women and the second leading cause of death for all Australians after heart disease. Dementia rates in Indigenous communities are also amongst the highest in the world. As you say, bring on that cure. In some lighter news now, the Emmy Awards were on yesterday, Claire. Ted Lasso, the Queen's Gambit, Mayor of Easttown, some big winners, but none bigger than Netflix series The Crown. 
Yeah, it took out all of those dramatic acting categories. That's Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth, uh, Josh O'Connor as Prince Charles, there was Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher, and Tobias Menzies as Philip. They really did sweep the pool there. When you look at the comedy acting awards, Gene Smart took out the lead award for Hacks, and also Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Uh, I really did laugh yesterday. There were a slew of articles uh, about the annoyance in the audience and for anyone watching the Emmys yesterday with that Ted Lasso theme song, you know, how it goes, (laughs) yeah, as you get into it, people were so over it by the end of the night. Victims of their own success, I need to get onto Ted Lasso. It seems to be a good one. Yeah, you've got to put it on the list. It's a good one. And it might have taken a global pandemic to get an update on one of Australia's greatest love stories, Claire, but Rhonda and Katut, that iconic couple, they're happy, they're settled, and they're urging Australians to get vaxxed. <laughs> I did like the quote from them saying that they've been um, almost a decade away to raise their three children away from the prying eyes of the media, <laughs> given their epic love story. <laughs> but of course, you know that you've got a really successful ad when it becomes part of the zeitgeist yeah. and Rhonda and Kutut definitely are like a sunrise. Like a sunrise. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on today? It's World Alzheimer's Day, so of course as we look at dementia research and all that's going Mm. on there, it's certainly a day to focus on that. Yeah, a good one to note. It's also the anniversary of the publication of Tolkien's The Hobbit back in 1937, so if that's uh, still in your to-be-read pile... I think it might be in both of ours there. Uh, could be a nudge for you to the get on The Philistines that we are, yes. I think Ted Lasso might, uh, might have a better chance for me. That's all from us today. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.